I need me some shit with some bop in it. Let's go. That was nice. What? Because I said let's go. I mean, like the podcast. But that's like the baby's ad lib. Oh, is it? Yeah, see. You didn't even know the sign she was doing. You didn't even know the beer you was brewing just now. You're right. Mm, she was organic. Yeah, yeah. You. You. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear us? Yeah, that's perfect, dog. Uh, What's up, man? Ain't too much What's going on with you, player. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, since we got you here, I'm going to give you a little intro because I know this is your favorite artist and uh, this is the only right way to get you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's perfect, yo. That that is a perfect intro, bro. You know what? I ain't gonna do that to you. I ain't gonna do that to you. And uh, hey, look, don't feel special. He's he he, he likes Soldier Boy too. He puts Soldier Boy on like four times a month. <laughs> hey man, it's not wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. <laughs> oh man, it's crazy, man. Thanks for having me on, though, dog. Hey, no problem, Dion. We gonna we gonna we gonna talk a lot of shit today. We got you for a good week, bro. We got you for a good week. I'm 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 with that. I'm with that. Look, I don't know where you guys will start, but I might I might get a little personal. But how do y'all feel about your significant other going through your phone? Like, even if they don't find something, are you allowed to still be mad? It depends on it depends on your relationship. Yeah, I definitely was gonna say that is completely circumstantial. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if it's if it's a situation where y'all is like, you know, y'all is on one accord on that level to where that you feel comfortable enough to do that, um, then I, I by all means you have the right to be like say you. Do a lot of business, you know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of business. You can share that a little bit, you know what I mean? Other than that, no, I don't think you should. Queen, you doing a bunch of shit right now, aren't you? <laughs> that's, that's me. That's no, you. I'm sitting, I'm sitting down right now. Okay. <laughs> That's all right. That's my co-host. Never mind. I'm here. I'm my bad. Feedback. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, you good, all right. Well, we're not gonna be professional, and I'm gonna be straight up. Yeah, I had cool. a situation. <laughs> I had a situation. I have a feeling you might have with that question. Where my phone went through, and I'm such a, I'm such a, you know, black men don't pussy. There's nothing on the phone, but I was still offended by the app. I was offended offended by the app because I felt like the problem was is it feels like invasive in your privacy. Like it's it's just the act of sneaky to me. Like if you want to see my phone, why wait until a situation to where I'm sleeping or not paying attention? Okay, okay. So that's what I was gonna ask. What are the circumstances surrounding it? How do you know that she went through your phone? 
it was caught kind of like the next morning. She saw something. Okay, so it was, I, again, I don't care. <laughs> that I, this is content for the podcast. <laughs> You're about to be in trouble. Oh, man, this fuck it's too late. I'm already in it. Yep. So it was some shit that I had found on my phone a month ago that I deleted because it had it was like had no business being on there, but it was just some old shit that I had. But I deleted it with my own accord. Well, she was scrummaging through some shit, <laughs> saw it in a deleted trash bin, and on your iPhone, like, so if you delete something, it goes in the trash bin for like 30 days. 30 days. <laughs> it goes in the trash bin for 30 days. And she opened it and seen one day. So she thought, Oh, he deleted this shit yesterday because of some. She thought I was just trying to hide some shit and deleted it yesterday after we had some talk about some bullshit that happened. And so she thought I was like trying to be sneaky. So she was like giving me shit about it. So then I was like, yo, first of all, I deleted that on my own accord. Like, it has nothing to do with what we talked about. Second of all, like, why? How did you get? When did you do, go through my phone and look at my trash bin? Like, the problem is when something like that happens, it's. You don't stop looking until you find something to upset you. Like nine times, you if you're looking for something, you can find it, right? Exactly. Nine times out of ten, you you're not gonna just stop and put the phone down because you're like, oh well, there's nothing in the text message. Oh, there's not. You're gonna stop when you find something that justified why you did the act that you did. You know, and I was just like, I was just like more offended. Like, you don't think I'm holding you down enough to where you don't have to do this anymore? I think that it speaks about, so like, so I would say that regardless of whether anything was found or not, it speaks volumes about your guys' relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, and I'm not saying, I'm just, well, this, like, I just feel like my girl wouldn't go through my phone. Right. Now, you know, why that is, I'm not sure, but I just, you know, and if she did, she can. I mean, and and then in the trash bin, it's like rummaging through my trash. Yeah, exactly. To see, right. like to me, to me, yo, it's it's two things. The way I look at this here, like if you stable enough, like you like you all kind of touching on for real. If you stable and and have the enough um, foundation within your relationship to, you know what I mean, y'all can actually talk about basic shit or even hard shit to talk about. That person or the significant other is probably not going to go through your phone. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all is able to hatch out and talk about things that are even uncomfortable. So the other street in that is, if you somebody that's like, you got to think about this too, Najee, because I've, I've kind of went through this as well in other situations. If you're somebody that's out on the scene and you popping and you're appealing, you have a certain appeal about yourself, they know that there's crawlers. They know that shit. So they not, might not even necessarily be looking at it from the perspective of trying to catch you doing something she might be trying to catch somebody else doing something. Yeah, no, no, no. That was for you saying, like, I'm, a, I'm appealing. I'm popping. Yeah, no, that, but you got to think about it. You got to think about it now. It's like, you you on a lot of scenes. Like, you hit the ball. You be on the bars. You play play the beach. You be with a lot of, you know what I mean, a popular Now Najee goes. Yeah, talk, to, talk me out. Talk that shit. So, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just like, if you're that type of person... And your girl know your girl knows that because that's mostly maybe like be the basis of why she's with you. She sees the potential in you, not just you, Najee, motherfucker. Like other motherfuckers too. But, <laughs> I leave it on me. Yeah, yeah, I leave it on you real quick. But <laughs> if, she sees that, if she sees that, she's gonna be more so 
every once in a while, like, oh, let me just check real quick. So sometimes it might not be you. It might just be something that you try to do to find some other bit because you know they like to address that shit. Right. And and to be fair, it's like everybody, male or female, has has an insecure moment, you know? Yeah. And, that, and sometimes it has nothing to do with you and your relationship or maybe it's some shit going on around them. Like maybe their girlfriends are going through it or two or three of their girlfriends went through it at one time. So they start thinking like, oh shit, like is this happening to me or some past shit? Like maybe in their past, everything was going on good until they went through the phone and realized he's doing bad by me. So it like, it might necessarily, it might not necessarily mean like the relationship's not bad or it could just be like one fuck up, you know? Right, right, right. But also, it's like, all right, if everything's good with you guys, like, and nothing's off at all, then like, you know, let 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 Najee cheat in peace. You know, exactly. It's like, it's like, well, don't look if you don't want to find it. I mean, it's like, I, I don't, I'm scared to look in somebody's phone. Me too. I'm scared anybody's. I don't like looking at anybody's phone, and, and I don't really want to, because uh, because. Like you said, almost like I, I, you can almost look in anyone's phone and get mad at something. I mean, because it's your private phone. I mean, our phones are our everything. You look in our group message, and we're all fucked. You know what I mean? Like that's supposed to be a sanctuary. It, this is my shit. You know? Right. It's a safe space where you get some shit off that you don't mean. Some, especially like the mail group message. Like you, y'all just it's just like men bullshitting in a room for real. But now there's like evidence of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you go through the group message, you might have. Yeah, to- we're, we're, we're transcribing locker room talk. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it looks crazy when you read it out in a text or it's out of context or you don't realize this is just like how we talk. But if people, if anybody went through our group message, like nobody would be happy. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Right. I, I totally right. feel you on that. Totally feel you on that. So. All right. Well, look, I didn't really give Dion a proper intro. For all the listeners, including my co-host, this was a uh, a guy that I grew up with, uh, from I know since damn, middle school, middle school. Yep. Uh, always seem to keep in touch, man. We didn't go to the same high school, but we always had like mutual friends and been able to keep in touch. And I seen you doing your thing with the uh, the gift podcast, mm-hmm. and I feel like any type of homegrown networking should we should like if if I see somebody around doing something like this or have their own brand whether it's clothing or something like that and it's homegrown you want to support it like it starts here first yeah for sure. yeah i see you doing your thing and i was like damn like let's combine our platforms like if we start something i know you do the gift and it's sports podcast but with everything going on i seen you kind of like put the sports stuff to a side and kind of yep. address what's going on and it'd be crazy like, not to it'd be crazy not to right because this is the time for it yeah Sure. uh, Like I just wanted to have your like someone like you on, you know, because I was telling Justin that like in in Pasadena in this area, it is our black experience is different than someone that lives in the city. Like black people are a minority, but usually it's when they go out in the world. It's not in their neighborhoods. Like in our neighborhoods, when we go to the grocery store or, or in our high schools, like we were the minority. And I feel like we have a different experience than a lot of black America. And it's nice to have someone like you to like, to like relate to on it. You know what I mean? That's, that's certainly a fact, bro. That's certainly a fact. I appreciate you. You know what I mean? Having me on for real, for real. Like I, I noticed when y'all first started doing this, I'm like, damn, this is this is something that I like to do. So this is one of the inspirations of me doing 
just a piece of the inspiration to me doing podcasts. Like, you know what I mean? And that's dope. It's 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 crazy to see what we've we've turned to as we've gotten older. Like you said, I've known you since um right after elementary school, right in the beginning of middle school, man. And then now to be where we are now is just amazing. One that we're still here and, and, and two is just amazing that we're continuing to get better every day with what we're doing. So yeah, constantly growing. And I want to say real quick on the podcast note, like <laughs> over in the West Coast, they got those podcasts going crazy. I mean, I, I almost everyone I listen to is from the West Coast, like a lot of comedians and shit. And what they do, it's not a secret. Like they go on each other's podcast. So like if you have five listeners and we have six and then we do each other's podcast, we might both have 11. You know what I mean? Thanks. Back. And that's a, that's a, we, we it's like uh what is it a rising tide rises all raises all ships you know what I mean if if one person's doing good everybody's doing good I, I like to see everybody eat you know this is dog eat dog shit around here nobody wants to help nobody it's weird uh, that's a fact man that's the, that's a lot of the, the the stagnation that happens within this area not even just Anne Arundel County but like even if you look around Baltimore City Baltimore County a lot of that is based off of just that sole thing right there crabs in a barrel yeah mm-hmm. and a few that do make it out. They definitely won't hesitate to not come back because of the simple matter that they know what they you, have to do. I always think it's so strange when I'm watching something like a documentary or or I'm following someone on Instagram and they'll be like from Baltimore. Like it's like a hidden gem that like Taraji or like some people like actors and shit from Baltimore because it's like once they get out, it's not like they really rep it like yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not even trying yep. to hit, like saying that's their job, but it's like almost like a hidden secret. Like people get out and don't ever really come back. That's a fact, man. And I honestly, and like he said, you can't blame him. It's fucked up. In that situation, in this city, well, particularly in the city of Baltimore, I definitely cannot blame them. That's that's a different monster up there, man. Like you got, oh yeah, you got people up there dying for free. Like you know what I'm saying? It's 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 a different it's a different ball game when you're dealing with that, man. So. I, I feel you on that. <clears throat> Since you're a yeah. sports guy, I, I kind of wanted to get your take on this. And uh, Justin, you can you can like chime in because it's not just pertaining just to sports. Well, well, it's also real quick on the sports thing. It, you know, it, it's 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 not so bad me not knowing sports because some of the people who listen don't. So I'm like their perspective. You know what I mean? I'm like asking questions that they would want to know. You right, know, right? But uh, recently, sport. Uh, the NBA wants to come back. So in July, they had this plan to come back. They're, all the games are going to be in Orlando, and they're going to do, like, this way to work out a playoff system so they could get, you know, something on TV and back to normal. Well, in the wake of everything happening and the protests pop, popping up and Black Lives Matter uh, gaining traction, you have some players that originally agreed to come back saying, no, like, we don't want to become a distraction. Let's sit down. So then you have some other players like, uh, now let's play basketball, and it's becoming a it's like creating a rift in in the NBA season and what's going on. Like, and uh, I just want to get everyone's perspective. Starting with you, Queen. Like, what do you think about the whole sitting, like not playing versus playing? Dion's last name is Queen, by the way. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> but, uh, what do you think, Queen? What do you What do you think? My perspective on that, man, honestly, you I mean, you know me. I love the game, period, in its purest form. I want it to be played from – I mean, I just, just want to see basketball. But at the end of the day, I think um, – I think it would be – I think it would be dope for the guys not to play. But I'm not going to fault the guys that want to still play because 
I think about it like a guy like Kyrie Irving that was kind of spearheading um, discontinuing the season or prolonging the season in order to keep bringing awareness to the situation. But at the same time, it's like Kyrie is good. He's well. He's well off. He's going to be all right. You know what I mean? You got an influx of maybe 60 to 70% of the other players that are going to be able to come back that don't have guaranteed money. You take away the money from these people, they don't even have foundations to be able to support anything. You know what I'm saying? Let alone their families. So you look at it from that standpoint and, and, and the money, I know people are going to say, well, they're, they're getting millions of dollars. They should be doing this and that and the third. But at the end of the day, that's their job and they're kind of, they're kind of banking on what they have to do as far as that financially. On the other end of the spectrum, like I said, if they were not to play, I think this would be honestly the biggest statement ever made as far as a protest in the history of America. Because in, in, in the grand scheme of things, the biggest tool of assimilation within American history or the world is sports. Every last major sport follows what the NBA does. If the NBA decides to shut down this season they're going to be once again at the forefront of spearheading a new movement and all the other leagues are going to want to follow suit. Guys in the NFL are not going to want to see guys in the NBA come together in one accord and stop the whole season and still go out there and play. They're not going to want to do that. And it's going to go across the board because then you're going to look at organizations like, well, what's really important? Nobody wants to be in that hot line of fire right now, teetering the line of whether, they, whether they're with Black Lives Matter or whether they're not. They'd rather just cave before they just go forward with it. But like I said, if it, if it happens, it'll be with the NBA spearheading it. Um, and I think it would be it was, I think it would be an insurmountable feat as far as protests. I don't think there will be another form of protest that we'll get um, that'll be as effective because, like I said, the form of assimilation for with sports, everybody loves sports. White, black, poor, rich. So you're touching any and everybody, no homo. You're touching everybody. <laughs> On that level, if you're taking that away, you know what I'm saying, right? That's that's a that's a big seed if they was to plant that, you know what I mean. And I honestly believe that it would be insurmountable or on an insurmountable level of protest, you know what I mean. I, as much as I want basketball to be played, I would not mind either outcome, you know what I mean. Right, right. Um, I just yeah, I, I kind of think the same. I mean, like like you said in the beginning. I get it on both sides. You know, if you're Kyrie Irving, the fact that I – so I'm not real into sports. I know Kyrie Irving's name, so I know he's doing all right. Like, uh, it's easy to sit up in a palace and say, like, I don't need to play. And and here's the thing. I, it's for the right reason. So, like, I see why people would want to play, and I see why they wouldn't. And I would also agree that it would be a humongous statement. My question is, until what? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. It's like I, I get I get what you're saying, but you don't have any leverage. So it's not like you're just sitting, you just you're using your voice, but it's still silent. Like you're you need to have something to where you're like, if you're saying we ain't coming back and we ain't playing this sport till shit gets right, then you need to have some leverage so that you have something to, that, that people can work with to fix. You know what I mean? Because if you just say that, because if you just say, hey, shit's fucked up in America and we're not going to play till shit's right, well, then you can say goodbye to basketball. Exactly, because that shit ain't going to happen in none of our lifetimes. Right. Right. My thing about the whole thing is with this, 
I kind of had a double. It was like a, a double way to look at it for me, because like I said, I truly, I don't really like the way Kyrie like quote unquote thinks, because I don't really know the man or whatever. So I'm speaking about it from an outside perspective, obviously. Right. But some of the things that he does and says, I can't really understand. But this was something that I couldn't believe that he was he was the one that was in front of this. Right. You know what I mean? So I really respected that. Right. But my thing about this thing is right. I truly understand the magnitude of how George Floyd's death affected everybody because this thing has went across a global scale, right? And I'm not demeaning it. I'm not trying to say it in any other way but this. Why did it take George Floyd's death for us to get, not us, but for them to take it to this level? Because before, before there seemed to be a line that you had to straddle unless you unless you were LeBron or you were somebody like a Kevin Durant or you were somebody at the top of your class in your sport. Unless you were them, you really couldn't even touch those topics as far as what was going on besides the broad um, the broad statement like, oh, there's tragedies that have been going on in America. Well, this time is different because now people are stepping out there because they see the whole world right. is accepting you to be able to do it at this point. It's easier. So, it's easier to be on that ledge when you got exactly, the world behind you. Exactly. So I look at it when LeBron. When LeBron said it, like, man, I feel Kyrie and I respect that, but I can still. I feel like we can still play and still continue to bring awareness to what's going on. And, and you, I felt LeBron because he's been doing so for years. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. If anybody can can attest to it, it's him because he's been doing it. Exactly. So, and I will say. And I will say, like, you, the question, you know, why did it take George Floyd? Why him? Um, I, it don't matter, right? Like yep. I hear it. Like it, it, I don't give a fuck why. Like I'm just happy. Like I'm finally. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's sad because this has been going on for forever yep. here, and it's uh, and if you, the further you go back, the worse it fucking gets. You know what I mean? So why did it take in? That's the question. But hey, if that's what it, you know what I mean? Like okay, at least people are speaking up. Exactly, and I, and that's the one thing I don't want to get misconstrued when I say that. But it's like I, yeah. that's I'm just showing that other side. Maybe that's the perspective that other guys that have been right. activated in their communities right. or whatever, if they've already been on that, they're going to see it as a moment as to where it's going, especially somebody like LeBron. Right. Feel me? Everybody's not going to have access to LeBron's page, but you'll have 50 million people watching the game, you know what I'm saying, on ABC or right. whatever yeah. the case may be. Like, I mean, it, it's a two-way street to look at that. It's a two-way street, and Adam Silver already came out, the uh, owner, the head of the NBA said, there'll be no uh, penalty for sitting. So yep. if you yourself want to make the the commitment to sitting, then you can do it. Exactly. But I also I think we should just get rid of all penalties this season. Yeah. I, but I also <laughs> I also think that coronavirus has showed us that I don't rich or poor people are living paycheck to paycheck. So all that this money that these players weren't playing and weren't getting paid, like they, those their expenses were rising up. So like you said, if you you're Kyrie, you got all these endorsements deal, deals. You got this nice. You got this nice deal you, you, of guaranteed money. Yeah, it's easy for you to say, well, I ain't playing no more. Like, let's not pay cancel the season. But for these guys that need that check to provide for their family to, or need that need that money so they can put it back in their community, they're like, me playing is going to make is gonna make more change than me not playing. Yep. Yeah. You know? And and you and you live paycheck to paycheck, man. If you make a hundred thousand a year, you're gonna spend a hundred and ten a year. If you make a million a year, you're gonna spend one point two. It's just like you spend what you make. And it's fucked up too, because like you said, this corona shit really it, you know, all this stuff that's going on, this year has been fucked up, right? But 
a lot of good, man. Like, that's the thing. A, a lot of people are realizing shit. A lot of, even myself, right? I'm researching the Tusla massacre. I'm researching shit that I've heard about, but never really looked into. And it's just like, it, it, it's sad that it took me this long. I'm 30 years old to like research into it. Cause I'm like, I know, I know racism is bad. I don't need to look into it, but it's like, you need to see that shit. That's the same thing with the George Floyd video. I asked him out of this. Did you watch the video? He goes, nah, I know what happened. I'm like, yeah, but watch the video. He's like, it makes my heart hurt. I'm like, that's why you need to watch the fucking video. Right. You got to see what the world is. And, and, and the paycheck to paycheck shit's funny, too, because unemployment, uh, everyone knows uh, there's more people on unemployment than like ever. And, and it's funny because this corona shit happened and people lost their jobs, which is no different monetarily, financially, than when you lose your job. You, you, you had money coming in, and now you don't. Right. But because it was this coronavirus, they added an extra $600 a week to unemployment because no one can live off regular unemployment. Right. And they knew damn well, if we try to give everyone these crumbs that we're giving everybody else, it ain't going to work. So, like, yeah. the fact that we we don't just need the 600 more. That, I'm not on unemployment, but the people who are on it, they need that <laughs> With coronavirus or without, if you right. don't work, you need more money than the three hundred dollars they're giving you. Right, and that's that's a good point. Like, oh, like now that there's a global pandemic, you realize that yeah. the money that you're giving for unemployment ain't enough to make someone last when they don't have a job. Like now you like now you're giving this extra six right. What? Like we should have been had this extra six hundred. And if you're not, yeah. And then this little twelve hundred dollar check for three months worth of, of of not working or being out of a job, it's like. It made you realize, like, America, like, they always talk about how Rome fell in a day. But you think about it, like, three months and shit got crazy. Like, three months of people being hungry and shit got, it started to get real. And then you go out and, and it was just like everything happened on top of everything. And we had to pay attention because there was nothing else going on. So, like I said, I get what the NBA players are saying because right now there's nothing else going on. So, you got to watch this shit. You got to see what's going on in these cities and all over the world. It's just like, it's, it's crazy times. And like, just to wrap up this, like on this, on this NBA thing is like, I just think it should be an individual thing. Like I can't, t- I ain't going to like be calling players, uncle Tom's or Coons or for whatever, for playing. Because like you just said, you got LeBron who's been doing this for ye- for years in and out, like playing basketball and, and creating and change in his communities so I can't tell him that you're doing it wrong this time because I, he's doing more than me. I'm sitting on my couch. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that totally, man. And that's that's one thing I kind of I kind of developed with myself too. just kind of letting everybody make their own decision as to how they're going to carry it. Just make sure I'm not going to say make sure I just would like to see that they are placing some type of commitment to that process in Black Lives Matter. That's what I. Right. And if they're not, I'm not going to fault them. Yeah. Because it's their individual choice. I would love to see everybody supporting it. Right. But if you don't want to, then don't. That's your decision. Yep. And you're, just a, you're just a person, right? It's just kind of like the, how people looked at Jordan when Jordan would, never got into politics before and all. It's just like, at the end of the day, you're, you're, it, you're, you can either just play ball and sports and be there or not. Like, it's not up to you, you know? Facts. You, you Facts. Didn't, you're just playing basketball. Like, you – you're you're really good at this sport called basketball, so you get this platform, but it doesn't mean you necessarily have to be the first one they talk to every time some shit like this happens. Right. You know. Exactly. Well, because it's it's almost like you know, it, 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 when you become an ultra famous fucking NBA star, you 
while you're all you're rich and famous, so you're put on a pedestal, but it's weird because it like has this weird counterintuitive thing where you you kind of become dehumanized because you're you're instead of like you're a basketball player before you're a human. Yep. And that's not the case, you know? Yep. That's yeah. exactly how it is. It's a good breakdown right there. Yeah. I just like like how things are changing. Like even in the sport where I never where I thought the last thing was would change is some some I'm not saying pandering, but like a change like NASCAR saying like yeah, don't bring that Confederate flag to our shit no more. Yeah, that's fire. I was going. The NBA is uh, to me, I would say the most urban uh, right. of the leagues. Like it's yeah. the most in touch with this. It it knows what's going on. They're not tone deaf. So like to see fucking NASCAR doing shit and like you know what I mean. If golfers were like we're not playing, that shit would be extra heavy. Yeah, seeing that NASCAR because they know they're definitely. Like they've got to know the demographic, right? Like if you once NASCAR let off, we're not letting the Confederate flag, and you go click on that tweet and you read the comments, it's like that's their demographic, and everyone, you know, it's just like a far right, like middle working class white people that, you know, that's their sport. Like I, and you just see like the NASCAR's like I don't give a fuck. Like we don't care if we lose fans. Like this is how it is moving forward, like it or not. Like we don't got nothing to say. And then they they got player, they got players. I don't even know drivers involved. Like. To say like yeah, we ain't Black Lives Matter. Like yeah, we we rock, we're rolling. If you ain't rolling, then don't watch the sport. We don't need you here. And I think see like that that was that was definitely that was definitely crazy to me. But I think it was more so the statement that he actually made the person that was running it because I actually watched a statement that he made explaining like if somebody tries to come to tell me and explain to me what that flag means, you're not going to be able to because I had parents and grandparents that fought for the Confederate Army. You know what I'm saying? He fully understood the magnitude of what that flag meant and what it bared. And he was willing to discard all of that because of the bad history behind it. So once I saw that, I'm like, man, this is getting real. Like, you know what I mean? This is like, and, and you know, I mean, now as you know, where we grew up, this is like taking a flag from out of Pasadena. You can't have a Confederate flag. In pa- that's that's how I looked at it, right? to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just was like, wow, that's a, that's a very big step. You know what I mean? Now, would I ever expect that to be in Pasadena? No, but... That's how I kind of looked at it. It's a major step, man, and it all happened because of a misfortunate situation. But you know, it, it brings a lot of awareness to the situation, and I actually am happy about that. And I'm happy. But I, I agree. Like I feel the same way about the, the whole flag thing. Because at the end of the day, I, before you could you could hide behind uh, heritage, not hate, but like that flag, what it represents is hateful. Like you can't yep. just because. They were good men that were fighting and didn't know why they're fighting, and that's the flag that they represent. It's like that that's not an excuse. Like if you Yeah, let me put it to you like this. Let me put it to you like this. If if I like to wear this is a weird fuck, but if I okay, let's just say I like I was an, a Native American and I like wearing Nate like a headdress, right? Because I was like, this is my heritage. But all of a sudden, groups of people started wearing those headdresses while doing the worst shit ever like straight evil shit and doing it underneath that headdress i would be like i'm not fucking with this headdress anymore right like i'm not saying it started as whatever or whatever whatever but like if you hijack something i don't care what it is if it's something if it's a nike symbol if 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 motherfuckers start rocking the nike symbol and and, and create a group for decades, that's full of hatred and, and fly it right. for decades it's like you got to lay down that symbol based on and it's not like they just rock it cuz the kkk adopted that flag 
not because we just want a Southern flag. No, it's because what does the flag stand for, stood for? Like who the person that created the flag said it. This is us. This is a because of white superior race. Like the South succeeded from the Union and tried to overthrow it mm-hmm. because the the they weren't Jack and not having slaves no more, and they thought it should be a state by state. Uh, issue, which is they try to hide behind. Oh, it was just them standing up for the the government, the big the big government. It was like, yeah, but they're talking about human lives. Like, if you're saying like you don't know your history because we're making it about race, it's you ignoring a huge part of the history. You're like making a you're moving the goalposts and making a convenient argument that it's not. It's like you can't say that the Nazi men were good people. They were just listening to orders. Like they. You are just as bad if you're fighting for something like that without even knowing, blindly following someone that's trying to enslave another group of human beings. Like that flag represents that, and I'm not I'm not saying uh, eliminate all Confederate uh, memorabilia, but put that shit in a museum. Like it shouldn't be glorified. It shouldn't be important. It shouldn't be reminded every day. Like we are the only place that does shit like that. Like that was it's like part of history. Yeah, that's that's why. Like just to speak to your tone, it's a part of history. So put it in somewhere where it could be recognized as that. Right. Exactly. But the, like you said, like we live in Pasadena, so we see that flag, and, and which makes no sense. Why you got the flag? You know what see, I mean? Like this. See, and and that's what I want people to understand about this too. Like, I mean, because obviously coming, I mean, we're we're in this era now, and we're this is obviously a hot topic, but. This has been something that I've been kind of talking about for like the last five to six years. You know what I'm saying? I really got in tune with learning about these fallacies that go on, that are going on between the oppressors in black America and colored people in general. I really got in tune with that a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I had people on my Twitter, you know, I Martin Luther King and Martin Luther Queen and all this, that, that, that and the third. But now I see these same people literally regurgitating all of the same shit I was trying to tell them about years ago. You feel me? Yeah. And I tell them that I'm like, yo, listen, I don't speak with this from a place of like always being like super pro black. I'm from Pasadena, bro. Like it's 62,000 people in Pasadena with an 86% white population. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's been that way since the 1990s. It was about 51,000 in the 90s. And it's about 60,000 now, and it's 86% white this whole time. So I already, I've experienced, like, the the, the Confederate flag yeah. era where guys have mistreated you with that and all of that. So I can directly speak on that. Whereas though other people, I feel like, are gaining the information now based off of the current events. Right, exactly. We lived it. Lived we it. We know how that flag makes it feel, and we know the type of people that have the flag on the truck. Like you said, like you said, man, you grew up three minutes from me and you're not from the South. What do you got that flag? Matter of fact, where'd you get that fake accent? I know people, bro, that I went to school (laughs) with, bro. I'm not, you know, I went to school with people who talk like, uh, like they're from the country. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's not a real accent. I know their parents. I'm like, where, why do you talk like that? Yeah. 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 And like I said, it's not just the flag alone. It's that everything about the person that also rocks the flag. It's like yep. so. It's not. Don't try to. Don't try to put the wool over our eyes or, and say, "Oh, it means this and that." And Southern pride is like. First, we're not in the South. Your, your parents are born in fucking Harbor Hospital. So were you. And, <laughs> like, and like you. And, and like you said, Naj, 
and, 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 and if it's not hateful for you, right, if you're saying, if you're saying, all right, it's heritage, it's pride, it's just, you're being willfully ignorant. You're ignoring so much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I never understood it. This is my thing. Like, and it's, I know Shannon Sharp says this all the time, but how are you going to represent a losing flag? Yeah, right. Why Treason. are you repping somebody that lost? Y'all lost. That's more disrespectful than people, the same people that called Colin Kaepernick disrespecting the flag and, and uh, soldiers for kneeling are rocking the traitor's flag. The ones that tried to overthrow our union and tried to leave, leave, separate from us and take it over. Like that is a treason act. Like you literally turn your back treason on America. Act, bro. But, yes. but you, but Colin Kaepernick is, is anti-patriotic. Like I, yeah. it don't make any sense. It's hypocrisy. Uh, that's exactly what it is. Hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah. So bull. Shit's crazy. Now also, I've been seeing this trend lately of I don't know if you've seen it because like I said, our experiences are different, but I, I have a I probably have a lot more white friends than you do. And from having mm-hmm. white friends, I have I see more white I have more white parents. From white parents, you get you just you, I just see different shit on my timeline. And I like to leave some of it that I can stand. Like I yeah. used to try to say I like to see it all. But after, if it's really fucking with me, then I'll delete a person that's doing that. But I like to, see, I like to see it. And what the trend is going on now is like they'll find, they'll find like a Candace Owens or these two other black super right brothers. And for everything that's going on right now, obviously there's going to be people that are pandering to each side. So there'll be a black guy that's on the right that's shitting on Black Lives Matter. And instead of the, these people having this conversation with their neighbor or a black person that they actually know, they'll share that and be like, see how dumb it is. Look, this look a black person said it. Yeah, a black person said it. So I can't, I don't have to change my mindset because he knows that this educated man knows. And it's like, I'm so, that's so crazy. So crazy. And, and the Candace Owen thing, it's like, like we were talking about earlier, it's so blatant. It's like, she, she, she has a job and her job is to do the, the most pandering Mm -hmm. like and even if i was right winged i could see right through that like it's so weird to me that no red flags go up it's like oh you clearly it's 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 so clearly an agenda that i don't know how it fools anyone they're just like oh yeah look she's saying this it's like of course she is right Right. and and like the fact that like everything and i always like to go to her page because i like this i like to like like i hate i i don't like her at all and i and i hate being that guy that's like can't stand someone on the other side because they're right but every time something happens i like to see what she says and tries to justify it so the george floyd thing happens and she didn't say shit until like oh he's got a record like what the fuck why aren't you- candace owens candace owens literally just tweeted george floyd high on fentanyl trying to use a counterfeit bill after nine prison stints rayshard brooks driving drunk while on probation for beating his wife and kids, why don't you cowards stop pretending these people were changing their lives? Stop. We, no right. one said nothing about them changing their life. That's a thing too. Like, no, <laughs> I'm not. No one even said they were good people. That's not the argument. God, that's so frustrating. I, I don't give a fuck who they were or what they were doing. Right. They shouldn't have died. That's what I'm saying. Even remember the Amy Cooper thing where the guy, black guy got the cops called on him in his park. Because she and she tried to say he was threatening her life, yada yada. I went to her page for yeah. that, and she was, and because that was like all the way wrong. You knew that she was baiting him with. She was trying to like seem super scared, so the cops come and like use use his skin against him. Because she obviously is mentioning this black man is threatening me. 
she went to her page and she's like, well, what, what happened to the days where people would interact without cell phones? Why, why, why are we so disconnected to where we had to pull our cell phone out? And she was like, <laughs> she's just like, a, I hate using these terms because I fucking hate it. But she's just like such a like white apologist, like not even like maybe just a right pandering person. Like, I don't even want to make it about that. I just, this is like anything that she feels like is going to be going to the left or democratic is like she has to be no matter what the complete opposite of that and that's yeah it's it's, just it's blatant she's not real she is no bro she's not she has a job and that's what them checks keep coming in for hey look since you brought up uh rayshard is it rayshard rayshard okay um queen uh they uh so for uh george floyd uh, the overwhelming majority was on the same side of that. Um, the Rayshard, it's a lot more split. Um, you've seen the video? Yeah. All right. What are your thoughts? I mean, to be honest with you, like I said, man, it's, 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 it's sad that that situation had to be how it was because initially I only seen the confrontation when they were tussling and everything. Yeah. I never knew there was a, a full blown, the body cam, yeah. A full blown conversation with this man. A pretty nice one. Oh, more than nice. He was definitely yeah. polite. Everything was. I mean, obviously he was. He looked like he was a little impaired or whatever the case may be. But my thing about this is, they had a pretty good conversation to where though that cop had a decision he could have made. You know what I mean? He that cop could have took that man home. That cop could have uh, he he allowed he he wanted to walk home. He could have got a ride. It could have been any other situation, but that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and it's un, and it's very 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 unfortunate, man. Because like it just like it just happened with the 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 girl that just said that that line. They're gonna bring up the things that he was having going on as far as the drinking in his past and stuff. But nobody's not understanding. Well, what they're not understanding is the due process of law. Like you know what I'm saying? He's, he's, right. he's supposed to go through that due process. Of course, you, 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 you're in this time right now as a cop. You have to kind of understand that, too. So that's kind of why it's so confusing to me. That man got killed in this climate. Yeah. Right. All and this- so, like, so will people, to play devil's advocate, right, they'll say, uh, all right, well, maybe they could have carried it differently, but they didn't. So, like, yes, it could have been handled differently from the beginning to where he wouldn't even have had a taser, but he they didn't. So in that situation, when he grabbed the taser and he's running away and he points at the cop, what do you do? What do you what do you think that they should do? I mean, to be honest with you, man, all of that shit happens because of skipping that first part. But when you're in that situation, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? That's you're in the line of fire, quote unquote. You're in the line of fire and you're you're scared or whatever. But if this man is running or whatever the case may be, there's several there's several ways that they learn non-lethally how to shoot people for one. And for two, it honestly and obviously looked like this man was running from you because he's running was, away. You know yeah. what I mean? He's running from you. And this is the main part. Y'all tussling and all of that that whole time. You don't wait, you don't bust that man while he's doing all of that. You wait until he's running from you. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and, and and so someone asked me, they said, Well, what would you do in that situation? And and, and so to me, shooting him wasn't one of my options. I, it's just like, and, and the problem is, I think that they're trained that way and they're scared and fucking the adrenaline and this, that, and the other, but they might have feared for their life. But that man is running away from you. His body mass is leaving the area. Now, I, like, this might sound crazy, right? But 
maybe just let him run. Maybe be like, it's all right, simple. bye. We'll put a warrant out for you. He'll wake up in the morning sober, like, bro, what the fuck did I do? That's simple, right? That you simple. just let him go. go. Go ahead, bro. Why do I need to get this man right the fuck? Like, he, go, bro. It's, a, it just seems like either chase him down and, and, and tussle it out. He has a non lethal weapon. Y'all both have guns. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, I, I, it's, a, it's a real. And, and this is a good conversation because there is a lot of gray area. And, and I like, so there's a guy sleeping in the drive-thru at Wendy's. Now, who do you call? The only per- place we have to call for something like that is 911. We don't have any, like, no, we don't have no other team to come. So then two people come with weapons. I, I, the, 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 they they introduce the tasers and the guns into the situation. Right. I mean, what you you're bringing that your level of weaponry, so therefore you're raising that immediately. You know, the the deadliness of the situation is now. It, it, there was no deadliness. I mean, except for him driving. Obviously, you got to not let him drive because he could kill somebody. I get that. You can't drunk. You can't be drunk and driving. I get that. But yeah, back in the day, they'd throw your keys in the woods. Say, find a way home. You stopped it. You know, give him a ticket, write him a fine, let, let him go to court and have his day in court. Like you said, due process. Like, why do we need to grab this man right now? Take his keys. What the fuck? My, and this is another point that I wanted to make with that, too. And I, and I know you spoke on it a second ago. They really didn't have to call the cops. That's what people have to start understanding. A lot of, right. this, poli- a lot of this policing can be within the community or within a certain circumstance of, like, wherever society is happening. Like, these people that were in the Wendy's, they could have got the team of people to come out there, knock on the window, could have did any and everything to get this man out of the drive-thru. But now you call a cop. I'm not. And, and, what, and, and what the cops do when they got there? They knocked on his window, and he woke up, and they told him. And he didn't have to be a cop. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like so. Yeah. These situations where you called the police, and and, and they and they came. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if you guys seen uh, the Wu-Tang series when the old lady called the police on the dude. She might not even have had to call the police on the dude because when the police came, he wound up getting killed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they talk about that, too. They talk about, like, should you be charged if, like, you're called? I mean, it's not, maybe not in that situation, but, like, the, the lady at the park or whatever. Yeah. If you're calling the police and saying, like, making something, yeah. uh, like, making yourself seem in more danger than you are and then something bad comes of it, like, you should be held somewhat responsible. I'm not saying you got there, – there's got to be something. Right. Yeah, they're they definitely handing out penalties for that. But, I, I mean, I, as far as that, that Rayshard Brooks situation, man – I'm sorry that man lost his life, but I'm glad uh, just the police officers actually got charged with felony murders. So, you know what I mean? It, 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 that's that's definitely giving them the, the, the chance to go to jail for life. And the craziest part about this is, which I have not seen outside of Baltimore, which was recently, is that one of the cops that was with them is about to testify on the department. Wow. So I hope, for one, I hope they remain. he remains alive because you know what's about to happen with him. Right. And, yeah, and, that's career suicide right there. That's career, that's career suicide for one. And then two, it's like, man, you could bring a whole lot of shit down. So I hope he stays alive before he gets to, so he can get a chance to testify. This is one of the one times I will condone the snitch. And you can go ahead and do that. <laughs> Feel me? Tell on them people and let them know what's going on. But that's what it's going to take. It's going to take that infiltration. Right. It's going to take that from within. Like, you got to be from within say, to do I, these kind of things. I say that all the time because you see all these cops, you see a viral compilation video of all these cops speaking out against uh, George Floyd and what happened there. But you don't see no cops from uh, Minneapolis doing it. 
You don't see where right. it happened, where it's at. And that's the problem is like in-house takes care of in-house. So you could be five states away and talk about the cop and how wrong he was and we need change. But inside that brotherhood, they're, they're quiet as a church mouse. So And, undoubt- and undoubtedly, the hardest place to speak from is within that organization. Exactly. And now I might sound like a black Republican or I'm cooning, but the other, the, um, the, the, we're talking about the shit that happened in Atlanta. Uh, I just feel like things happen on top of other things happening. And we have the social construct with the police that they're supposed to protect and serve. Now, unfortunately, you're calling them for some of, I've been in a similar situation. So I, I feel like I can speak on this. Like, you fell asleep. You fell asleep at night when you drive through. If I wait, if that Wendy guy wakes you up because you're sleeping and you pull off and you get in an accident, who's a, like that's not a, that's also not okay. So when you're right. talking about policing in house, like it's not just waking the guy up; it's waking the guy up and taking his keys. Now, if you're not a police uh, officer, that ain't gonna go too good. You just tell yeah. him, motherfucker, you ain't going nowhere. Go pull your car over there. You ain't walking. They ain't going to go too good if you're just a Wendy's employee. Unless you say, hey, I got 911 dialed on my phone. I'm going to press this call button. I got your license plate. I'm going to call. Right. Now, again, and like you said, he, he could be gone by the time the cops come or hit a pole. Or yeah, So true. I get that. Also, if you drink, if there's, there should be consequences for actions like that because if you just get to go home every time you do that, it's only a matter of time for something bad. I, I'm saying this though, you get to go home, but you're gonna get a court date right, in the mail. Right, fair, fair. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> look, we don't. But I'm talking about what actually happened that night. So, because what I have a problem with is right now is that the movement's so strong and everyone's for it, for it, for it. But I don't want people to start losing their critical thinking and start jacking everything they hear. Facts. I don't. We talk I about that all the time. Like I said, I don't. I don't know if this these officers were racist. I don't know that. No, how could you? Because I, I don't know. I don't know. There's no problem. Yeah, how like, could it's you? Not like, like I said, it's not like the killing before where this guy has a history of police brutality and all this other shit. Now the killing, someone's dead. So I don't want to. I'm never gonna sit here. This is a human life. I'm never gonna sit here and say if it's justified or he should have died. Like I don't. That's a human life. I'm not doing that. That's. I just think that's so foul to do, especially on a platform we have. Like I'll go out and say I don't even know the cop that killed George Floyd was racist. And and I think the whole Black Lives and I could be wrong, but like for me, the whole Black Lives Matter movement isn't about that cop being racist. It's about the fucking history of police and African-American relations. It's not like every time it happens, that exact individual is is committing a race crime. I, I, that's not what we're yeah. saying. You know, yeah, this is this is not this is way bigger than a white. And black. Right. Right. People right, got to right. start understanding that because you have everything within that shield, that badge, that shield, mm-hmm. that oppressor. Right. Not even like I said, I don't even want to just say the badge. Because it's way more, uh, way more forms of racism outside of just policing. So people that are in oppression and all and, and are on board with that, man, like right. I, I mean, it's it, shit is crazy. Well, the shit is crazy, and it come and it starts from the top. You know, these guys are trained to shoot for body master. Right. Exactly. The train training is a huge issue, and 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 the lack of compassion, like, and, and it's and it's got to be tough. Every time a cop deals with a situation, it could be deadly. They have, they're dealing with the worst people around. I get it all the time. The interactions, they don't want to be seen. The other people don't want. No one wants to be there. It's tough. Right. I get that. Let me ask you. My, my point. Me, well, just go, real, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Nah, my bad. Go ahead. My point was what I'm saying is like. 
it was just a snowball of things that that created a helpless situation. So yes, like the guy, like you said, there's a million other things. When they pulled that guy over and seen that he was not that gone, not that crazy gone enough where you could go, yeah, we're gonna take you home and charge you tomorrow type shit. That could have happened. Like that should be an option. Another option is there's two guys got you on the ground. You guys should know how to. There should be no way he's getting up again. You guys should exactly. Be, there should be training to. You guys should know. Like, how come I know jujitsu and I'm a fucking electrician, and I can I've I've sparred, I've sparred jujitsu, uh, boxing with cops, and they look so fucking stupid. I've literally it it was one person, but I'm saying like I'm I'm, I'm surprised he didn't pull out his gun and shoot you in the I'm, head. I'm, I, we're sparring and I'm like tearing this dude apart, and he's just like I haven't done this forever, and we just start bullshit. And he tells me he's a cop, and I'm like what what. What do you mean you haven't done this in forever? The fact that every one of them is not trained hand-to-hand combat, like, that should be the number one thing. Right. And if, and, and I feel like that's hand-to-hand combat. Like, even if you're not taking a jiu-jitsu class, what I would recommend, I don't see how that does would not help. You're literally submitting people. Like, maybe you don't have well, to yeah. do the choke, and, and you don't have to do the chokes to submit somebody. You can get someone in an arm lock or anything, something like that. And also, see, I, let me go on that. I don't think that the chokeholds are the issue. That's another thing. They're like, we're banning chokeholds. Like, I get you're trying to make, you're trying to, like, put Band-Aids on it. But, like, no, sometimes you got to throw a motherfucker in a chokehold. I get that. But, like, you don't have to do what they're doing. There's a difference between, like, right, exactly. s- subduing somebody, bro, and then doing what they're doing. Like, uh, that's another thing. Like, they just want to get rid of all police or completely ban this. Or It's like, I understand the snapback, but at the same time, it's like, like you said, critical thinking. It's tough not to move off of emotion. And and right now you need to kind of move off of emotion, right? Because like logistics ain't doing it, you know, being level-headed obviously ain't doing it, but it's like, you have to keep that critical thinking in you. And every time something, every individual situation is different. Right. And like I was saying, it's like, it was just a snowball of things that was, it literally starts, and a snowball of things that are wrong with the department. So, like you said, calling somebody with guns and bringing guns into the situation, making it so the only the only resolve of this situation is him getting locked up, making it so they're not they don't have the control of the situation to where he can get up with two people on top of it, making it so okay now he's got your taser, which is another th- that should never happen. That should never happen. But now he's got your taser. He's turning around. He's pointing at you and your partner. So the only thing that you're taught so far probably is to shoot him. Like that's so that is what pops in your head because that's what you that's boom. That's what you're taught. I'm surprised they didn't unload both clips because normally, bro, they're taught to shoot and not stop shooting. Right. So what I'm saying is like I, I like I said, I'm never saying it's justified, not justified, anything, but it literally puts paints a picture of like how everything wrong with the police department escalated to someone's death that didn't have to die. And what, I guess what, I go ahead. Please. So this one, I just want to throw this out there before I forgot, right? And I, I mean, I, I'm somebody broke this down to me, and I kind of been kind of thinking about it a little more as far as what you were saying, as far as disbanding and, and getting rid of the police, right? I don't know about y'all, yo, but how many? My man asking this 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 serious question. He's like, how many times in your life have you called the police? I was thinking never. about that. I've thought about that too. I've never. I've, you asked me last podcast. Like, I, you ain't never called the police. You know what uh-uh. I mean? And it's like, I know this is, I know where we are, where we are. And in certain other areas, you might have to call the police for certain things. But from a personal standpoint, me or anybody I know for something that had happened to them, I don't think they called the police outside of accidents. Right. An accident. Right. But like, so, that's a privilege. Like you said, like, just because we haven't had to need to, it doesn't mean yeah. we're gone. 
But also, do they really need like in LA? They're fifty four percent of the budget in LA is police. That's what I'm saying. So yeah, like places like LA, and it, I wanted to ask y'all this: like, do y'all think that? Because I, I mean, I agree with my homeboy as far as disbanding the police and all of that because it's too much corruption. And I feel like if you're going to give people that training, you could just give that training to people in the community. You know what I'm saying? The same, so everybody's on one one accord in the community. Because usually in inner cities, especially where the, the where the over policing and these bad things are happening uh, more than not. Those communities are so tight knit. Usually, everybody knows everybody. If there's people from outside of the community, they're known. Like you're not from around here. You know what I mean? Whatever the case may be. So, uh, um, disbanding that, disbanding police and all of that probably is going to cut. Well, not probably. It's going to cut all of that bullshit out as far as um, the crime fitting the punishment and all of that kind of stuff. But I know that's something that's definitely like out of the picture. Do you think? that redirecting the funds and stripping them almost to the bare minimum and redirecting those funds to maybe the educational system is the main key in order uh, to change this thing? Yes. But eventually, my point is, eventually, we're going to have to be accountable for what's going on also. Because I hear, I, I, like I said, it's critical thing right now. Everyone's moving off emotions. But let's not forget what happened when the police gave up after Freddie Gray in Baltimore. Shit got real, got dangerous every day. Yeah. Murders, highest murder count. So if we really believe that we can self-police our neighborhood, we're gonna have to show by example. So when you yep. when you have when you have like the police give imagine if the police did that after the Freddie Gay thing and crime went down. Well, yeah, and, and, and so That's, to answer that, your that question though, Queen, I think that stripping them down, stripping them all the way down and reallocating funds, I'm on board for that. Now, now I like disbanding the current form of police is 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 i'm all for but i there has to be a form of policing and, and like you said if that if those funds are reallocated uh, you know what i mean to, to properly i i think that it's, it's doable and like you said who, who who the fuck is calling the police like that's a, and that's comes from a, a bigger problem right imagine just imagine just imagine a world where you're down at the beach right and somebody's smoking a weed out of a bowl in their car by themselves. Imagine calling the cop. Like people will see that, bro, and call the police. And then an armed man comes there. Like, what the fuck? What are we doing? Yeah, it's crazy. Like it, it's it's crazy, man. And then like to speak with kind of what Najee was saying, all of that shit can be prevented. Like all of those actions lead to the next thing. You know what I mean? So right, and 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 that comes from all the way up top, like like the laws themselves, you know, like somebody's sitting there in their car smoking weed, that that shouldn't even be a problem. So the fact that it is leads someone to believe, like, oh my gosh, I need to call the police. Like, what if my kid smells this marijuana? Like, what? It's the same thing as smoking a cigarette. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but like I said, like at the end of the day, and I'm not trying to be that guy that's like. Oh, black people! I'm not. I'm not doing that. But what I'm saying is, like, we. This is a new generation, and what we're already we're already showing showing change. We're already not. We're not jacking the shit that people were saying before. Like the older guys. Like I, I talked to a, a a young boy at the march that was telling me he he's fresh out of high school or just turned 21, actually. Matter of fact, so he was telling me about how he felt when the Trayvon Martin thing happened and how helpless he felt, couldn't, couldn't vote, couldn't, couldn't do anything. Didn't really have a voice. Just had to just sit there and, 
and be like, what the fuck, man? That's fucked up. And then he just sees, like, people are. It's kind of like, you know, we, we had our marches and shit, but it wasn't like how it is now. So when he, when he says, when, like, this shit hit, he was like, I got to do something. He's like, I got a voice now. I got to do something. And that was, like, so inspiring to me. Like, you know, th- these kids, like, as much shit as we talk about the younger generation, about their, their drug use and, and how they dress and all this other bullshit, when shit got real, they, they all stepped up. You know what I mean? They're diff- they're different thinkers, man. It, it 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 is a different generation, and and there are different thinkers. Yeah, fact. And and that's the thing too. Like again, I, I, this has been one of the craziest years of my life for sure. I mean, a global pandemic. My grandparents are like, we'd have never seen nothing like this, and they're like two hundred years old. Right. It's like this this year has been absolutely fucking bonkers. Yet. I'm so hope filled. I mean, like I'm, I'm honest, like truly, truly hopeful for for the future. I mean, like, and and like you said, it ain't gonna, shit's not gonna be perfect, literally ever. But progress, and and this is progress, and it's fucked up that it took this long, and no one knows why, and no one knows why it was now. It's like America, and I think honest, right? It's America cleaning out his closet, like there was shit in there. And I think, yeah, for a lot of shit. And, and, and it's almost like not just shit in the closet. It's like the closet's made out of shit. That, that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, it's not like we just got to clean out this closet. We need to rip this motherfucker out of the seams. Some of the things, you know, it's like we have to restart because there's so the corruption's so deep and the fucking the, the, the brotherhood of arms and the oppression and shit. It, it, it's so deeply instilled in that organization that we got to rip it out from the seams. And I think that the coronavirus, and this is this is weird too. This is a hot take, but I feel like the coronavirus helped this whole thing. Like I feel like for some reason, because of the corona, like, I, and I I don't know why, but I feel like if the quarantine and the coronavirus didn't happen, there wouldn't have been quite as many people at them protests. I can't argue. Now, I don't I know. Can't argue that. I, I I believe it too. I feel like people were like charged to get out of the house. Like fuck me. Something right? They're like something's not something's. What's going on around here? I need to get. What the it's fuck is like, happening? It's kind of like, and I feel it's it's like they needed. They had all this energy. And that's where it went. It's kind of like what Ocean right. City is right now. <laughs> like how Ocean City, people are treating that bitch like it's Miami, like spring break. Just, I mean, there was always fights, but people are dying and people are getting fucked up and there's huge brawls on the beach. And I was like, yeah, that's that's teenagers getting shit faced drunk, but it's also teenagers that didn't get to go to graduation, didn't get to have yeah. their senior prom, been sitting yeah. in the house, missing fall sports. It's like they're just sitting and spewing, can't even go out, can't go to the mall, can't do none of that shit you did when you were in high school. But now you can go to Ocean City. I'm an act fool. You know what I mean? It's just like same thing. Everyone was spewing, 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 couldn't go nowhere. Now they're finding something to get behind. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. let's turn it up. And- and I think now, like, and like people are saying, like, you know, feeling bad for cops, like, yeah, I do. And, and, and you're allowed to. That's another thing. It's not like, oh, you can't you can't feel bad for cops. What about the black? The, I get it. It's not one or the other. I know cops who are good ass motherfuckers. I do. And it's and it's sad because now growing up, kids like I talked to a six year old girl the other day and my friend's kid. And she was like talking about the police and she was and, and I was telling her, hey, like, you know, they're not they're not bad guys. They're not the bad guys. And she's like, yeah, but sometimes they kill people. And she's five. And I'm sure she wouldn't have known Sounds that like unless all the shit. You know? it, it does. It does sound made up, but I would never, right. you know, and it's like and, and the only reason she even knows that is because of everything that's going on now. And the people she's around, obviously speaking about it to each other and her picking things up. But it's like 
Do you think she would want to grow up to be a cop? You think these kids now growing up want to be a cop? And that does suck for the good cops. But that just needs to make the good cops look at the organization. Mm-hmm. That they need to look at, exactly. hey, what did what am I signed up for exactly? And that's what I'm saying. Like right now is not the time to talk about the good cops. Like no. I, I feel like I, I understand that there are good cops and there's and I have friends that I found out what their occupation was after after meeting like friends' parents that I I, they treated me great, and I didn't even know what they did. And now they're and like I find out after that they're cops, I, and they've always treated me with respect. Like so, I'm not gonna sit here and say like every single cop is a robot, planned on bringing down the the black man or or beating the shit out of citizens. Like I'm not doing that. I've known cops, female cops, male cops that done nothing but treat me with respect. But if they're that many good ones, why do we have all this bad evidence? Like, why yeah, it's it, a whole why, system, why, and why, it's why, not individual. It's a whole thing of U.S. cops in the last 10 years beating the shit out of people oh. on YouTube. If I wanted to get on YouTube and watch police brutality videos, videos all fucking day, I can. All day long. And, and that's the thing. It goes before and it goes after, right? So we need to reform on the dumbass laws on some certain dumbass laws that shouldn't even be in place, right? Then the interaction happens, whatever does happen, and then they go to court and then the court system lets them off because they have a badge. So it's like it's it's deep seated. It's not this individual racism shit. It's like yeah. it's big. This is this is one thing. This is two things I know to be true, right? One thing I do know that's true is like I know we have a lot of police brutality videos and all that kind of stuff, but I have never got on a computer or looked on TV and seen one white person getting fatally shot in the street for everybody in the world to see on the news. I haven't seen that. That's number one. Number two, I know that the minute that that happens, all of this shit, as far as the cops, is changing. That shit is going to be done. It ain't no way, it's no way you're going to tell me, and I don't, I'm not saying it like that, it's no way you're going to tell me that Karen is letting her son get killed by the police <laughs> for nothing and not going to do nothing about it. You think it's I outrage. don't know. If you think it's outrage then, imagine if an officer, whether he was white or, God forbid, if he was black, Kill one of their sons on TV. I think that, I see, I, I disagree. I think, I, I, me and Naja had this, I, I think... And I'm not speaking for him, but we had this talk. And and my point of view was, I don't think it would be nearly as big of a deal if George Floyd was white. I don't think that there would be protests. Mm. I really don't, bro. And I I think that's a beautiful thing. Because because of the systematic bullshit oppression that's been going on for hundreds of years. Like, I think that was a straw. It's not like if you see a white cop, if white guy getting killed by a cop. It's not gonna hit the same. It's it's gonna be like a pa- like crazy. Obviously, it's still a human life being taken. But the George Floyd thing was kind of like, all right, that's enough. Like on top of Maude Albury, on top of Breonna Taylor, on top of everything. Like enough's enough. Like and everybody was like, fuck this. Yeah, the fashion of how it was the fashion of how that proceeded to carry itself out as far as how the cop did that. Uh, that was crippling, man. Ironic. Said, it was I ironic that, that he took that knee after Kaepernick took that knee. Yes, yo. It, it's, it's, it, was, uh. it was truly crippling for me because of the simple matter. It's just like I said, man, like a lot of people looking at this from a physical standpoint, man, this is a mental game. Like it's a mental thing. Yeah. Like I like I had just added a minute ago. You ain't never had – You have. Not, I don't know if you guys have, but I have not turned on the TV or anything and seen a white person – getting shot dead and killed by a police officer. So mentally, they haven't even seen that shit on a global scale. So mentally, 
the white kids are gonna feel shielded, like, oh, that's not gonna happen to me. That'll never happen right. to me. That's only gonna happen to this certain demographic. Mental, it's a mental game that's way more dangerous than the physical part. And 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 I get what you're saying, right? Because whenever a white person wants to justify not they're not being outraged, they'll just share a random murder of a white person getting murdered. That's and be what like, I mean. where's the outrage? And it's like, okay, you click on the article and it tells you about who got murdered and why and who got locked up. It's like, there's the justice. That's why there's no outrage. Like, there's no one going and, not, and, and, and to say, like, where's the outrage? Well, go ahead. Be outraged, right. motherfucker. You, where is the outrage? Exactly. And the only thing, I, I have seen a white, I've I seen one. That I I've seen it too, but it's not. Yeah. Top of my head, it was that guy that got shot by that cop in the, he was a exterminator and he was exterminating birds. He had like a BB gun. Someone called the cops on him because they said he was pointing a gun off in the hotel. The guy was crawling on his hands and knees, begging the cop not to shoot him. Oh, in the hallway? In the hallway, begging the cop. Bro, that one was fucking rough, man. The cop has an AR-15 with uh, Eat My Dust written on the... No, no, no. What he has engraved on his AR-15 are two words. Get fucked. Mm. That's the kind of cops we need, right? The militarized, get fucked, Punisher shit on my helmet. Like, that guy not doesn't belong, bro, as a police officer who is supposed to protect and serve. And that guy got shot. Crawling on his hands and knees with his hands in the air towards the officer complying. White, white dude. And he, he gets shot by that type of guy. That's, 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 that shit there, man, is just different, man. That's why I, like, Looking at it from perspective, it's like it's all over the country too. It's not like it's just down south. It's not like it's just in in the in the super country parts where it's still a little a really really sticky situation as far as race. This shit is happening all over the country, all over. You know now, what I mean? Now, Queen, are you familiar with with uh, what's going on in Washington with them the Chaz or Ch- I think it's called the Chaz? No, I'm, yeah, I didn't uh, hear about that. What's going on with that? So, <laughs> Chaz is the. Uh, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Seattle. And basically what happened is, is happening right now. I'm sorry for laughing. This shit is nuts. But uh, right now in Seattle, the police like stood down. I don't know if they were given orders to or they just did or whatever happened. The police said, hey, do what y'all want. And the protesters ha- are occupying currently like a six block radius in Seattle. They put up barricades. They have their own wall. They have elite. Like it's like they, they're like creating their own thing. Like they have a sign that says you are leaving. You are now leaving the United States and coming into Chaz. Mm. Now, yeah, it's been, that's bizarre. Nas, what do you, what, what, what's up? Why'd you bring it up? Because I'm what I asked you because I wanted to see what you saw when you read it, because it's just like everything else. It's politicized because on the right, they're saying that in the chads, people are getting there's a warlord and he's stealing from people and he's leaving notes like thank you for donating to the cause. Like he's breaking in houses and taking shit and saying it's for the better good of the chads. And people are getting raped and can't and can't call anyone because the police can't come because there's they're they're gated and can't come in and all this shit's happening. But then if you look at like USA Times, you're like, Oh yeah, it's just like some protesters that took over this little area and they're trying to get along with each other. They're uh, trying. They're they're, they're uh, doing bargaining and and going back to old ways with like food and 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 trading goods. It's like so. I was just interested to see 
if you looked up what information you would find on it versus what well i i, I purposefully watched a video from both perspectives see that's why i fuck with you <laughs> i purpose i purpose i purposefully was like let me find what's good about this Chaz and what people are saying is bad. What's what people are saying is good. And and I'd watch an hour long documentary uh, on the good. The, like, well, one was kind of like in the middle, but just walking around getting people's opinions. So basically, from my take is it's probably both. You know, it's probably like it's it, it's a lot of people. There's a lot of fucking people. So some of them are right, right. some of them are holding hands kumbaya. Some of them are getting high and raping. You know, I don't know that people are raping, but. Like, you know, it, it's, it's, there's no cops, there's tents. It, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's like a homeless spot, you know? I mean, like, well, they got buildings and shit too, but, and they got live music and, and, and trade, trade centers where there's no money involved. You're just trading. So they're like trying to start their own civilization. My thing is, how does that end? Does it ends bad? <laughs> Queen, how's that end? That shit. Ends. Like, they're, like, I, like I said, that shit ends when when you start to get the national coverage on it for real, for real. Like when when it really starts getting out there and it's national, then you'll start to get Don, the, the, the Donald Trump tweeted about it. He tweeted oh, about it. Well, then it's got then then it ain't it ain't no it's it's really no means to end. It's not really they're not really worried about it. You know what I mean? So it can end whatever it want to end at this point. Well, that's my thing. Like I I just don't see a point where the United States government is going to be like okay. No, it's got, you can't. <laughs> they're gonna roll in that. They're gonna roll in that bitch with tanks eventually, like because they have weapons. So they're like armed people in there. It it, it nev- This type of shit never ends well. Yeah. And Donald Trump's tweet wasn't wasn't benign. It was like get your city back before I do type shit. They want to do that shit. I'm trying to tell you. They. My whole thing about this shit with these cops and and everything with these protesters and all of that stuff, man. Those and I, what I mean by that is like the, the government people that's like in, in in not on our side. They waiting to get an opportunity, quote unquote, to really just bombard every situation. Oh, itching! They're waiting for it. Waiting for it. We have the big. That's what USA. When people like around the world, if you think of America, you think military. We have the strongest and biggest military. That's what we're known for, right. and that shit trickles down to our peace officers, to our everything. Like you said, motherfuckers are just waiting to waiting to use them tanks. Is it, but isn't it crazy that, like, everything that, like, that, obviously, Washington is, like, huge left, like, liberal area. And isn't it crazy that, like, they're like, all right, but we're going to put up borders and use guns to protect, like, our area. Like, the complete opposite yeah. of what the, what the left stands for. I just think that like you said, it's not going to end well. You're not. It's not just going to be okay. Well, you guys are the Chaz now, and we're just going to leave you alone. Yeah. Like, no, like it's going to be some like Waco type shit going on. If especially if that's the first thing I thought was Waco. Yeah, this guy is going to be. It's going to be like it's going to get. Hopefully, it doesn't get like massacre nasty. But if there's a little cult going on in there, like there's always opportunists. There's opportunists in Chaz right now. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And they all have different opinions. That's the thing. There's no and, – and, and this is the same thing I said with the NBA, right? Like, I, I, I get protesting. I, I get it. I'm all for it. I went to them. I, I, I believe it does create change. But here's the thing about the Chaz thing or anything giant like that. What, what are your demands? Is this – what do you, what do you, what do you get? What, is this forever? Is this until what, you know? Right. You all are just you, – you think this is just – they're just going to let you do this? Yeah. I mean, you think we're going to just start trading with you like you China, like with our goods and shit like that? Like – 
that that is own land. You're on own, own property. You're not just you didn't just. You see the video? Did you see the video of them taking over Capitol oh. Hall? Damn, there's a video of them like in Capitol Hall and just rushing in there chanting shit like it's 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 the wild wild west in Chaz. Man, this shit is just crazy right now, man. And like, I mean, it's it like I said, this is the time that we're living in in our lifetime, man. We have seen some shit in our lifetime, bro. You ain't lying, bro. From like even from when we was in middle school, man. I remember when we was in middle school and nine eleven happened. You know what I mean? All the way up to getting past that. And- Oh yeah, Obama getting in office. Now we dealing with a, a worldwide, damn near the, the well, not not damn near really worldwide virus. Like we ain't never been through no shit like I mean, like all of this shit is brand new. On top of on top of having the brand internet, new, yeah. On top Crazy. of having the internet, and social media, and having all these things that fan the flame on either way. It's like. We're living in a crazy time, and I think that's why shit is so crazy is because as humans, it's like a brain overload. There's just so much shit going on at one time, and I think 2020 is the epitome of that. It's like shit. And and that's the problem, too. I mean, and, and it's all, you know, that's the problem with, like you said, about talking to your neighbor. The media don't give a fuck about anything but clicks. They don't give a fuck about anything but clicks because clicks equals eyeballs and, and that equals money. And the more viewers you have, the more money you have. But if you actually go talk to your neighbor, like, shit is not so cr- – like, everyone acts like we're all at, at our wits' end and every, there's all this there's this race war going on. It's like, all right, this is – I mean, the, the race war, it's, been, the, right. it's the same one that's been going on. Like, your neighbors are still your neighbors. Your people are still your people. Like, shit's – you know, it's not as bad. It's not – like – Everyone's acting like this is like everyone thinks some civil war shit's going to happen. And it's like, no, that's not going to happen. Someone asked me to go, what if there is a civil war? Who do you think would win? I'm like, what are you talking about? Who? The Black Lives Matter movement or the government? Like, insert anyone you want for the Black Lives Matter. It don't, anyone versus our government loses, period. Whoever has the most money wins the wins the war every single time for all of history. And whoever has the more most money wins the court cases, wins the war. I mean, that's the biggest privilege there is in America is money. And people that have money are above the law, and that shit is not right. People can drag you through court cases until you're broke. I mean, it's all a fucking game. Yeah. The whole you thing's right fucked, bro. Yeah, fact. That's a fact. I agree I with that, that whole last sentiment. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a uh, that's a good button to end on right there. That sir, part. yes, sir. That part. It's a privilege to have you on, brother. You're a friend of the show. You can come back anytime you want. Man, y'all let me know. I'll come on here. We can kick shit like this anytime, man. Whatever y'all need. Sure. Yeah, I appreciate Whatever. you. Yeah, when this quarantine shit happens and shit gets back to normal, I'm gonna set up a studio at my house. And we can come through and chop it up and, and really do the really do the, the damn thing. That's a bet. And show me how to shotgun a bed. I'll be seeing y'all punching <laughs> holes. you punching holes on the side of your shit and just chug a lugging on. I need to get punched too, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, sir. All right, man. Shout out your podcast. How can how can the how can the guys reach you? Hey man, follow me on the Instagram at the gift underscore is free, man. And um also on Facebook, um, we on Facebook. We got YouTube. We got a couple of clips on there. We just got on iTunes this morning. So, uh, we uh, if you guys get a chance to catch the live episodes that we do on Instagram on Wednesdays at eight. Just go on YouTube. Uh, go on YouTube. Go on iTunes and search the Gift is Free in podcasts. And 
You do the whole thing on Wednesday on yeah, your Instagram do, TV? I do an Instagram live on every single Wednesday where um, I go live from my page. Nice. And I do it on Instagram just so in case I have guests that want to get on and talk about particular topics. They get on there. We talk Fire. about it for whatever they want to talk about for a certain period of time. If we got a lot of people in the queue, then we cut it to about five minutes. But if not, then we just have a, a good conversation about it. You know what I'm saying? That's fire. So you record it live and then also record it from a different yeah, device record, that you're able to put out. Um, I record it on Instagram and I do it. I'm on Facebook as well. And I use a certain uh, a certain streamer and the streamer allows me to save both the video or the audio or the audio. Oh, separately. nice. You know what I mean? Need yeah, that. I'll, I'll oh, we need that. I'll text that to you guys uh, when I get off the phone. I'll text it to you, Naj. And, um, I think y'all. that's something that you'll like because... The format of it is, is it's up to six people in the party and it's all video. Oh so yeah, it, that's it. A little vision on it is something towards like a pardon the interruption type of thing. You have the the, the general host and the person that's pretty much running the, the platform. They can pick who's on the screen at whatever time. So, um, like I said, you can you Bye. can get down you can download either the video in the entirety or just the audio in entirety for if you're trying to put it on iTunes and shit like that. Let's yep. go, man. Let's go. Hey, appreciate you coming on as Queen. I'll add him <laughs> at the gift. Yes, sir, man. Uh, I appreciate y'all having me, man, for sure. Anytime. Two broke boys. That was out. a pleasure. All right, I'll let you. Peace. See you.